0: Do it, Brock.
1: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 203, July 31st, 2019. 105 degrees on this day in 1988 when the kids would have been swimming on aquaside free beaches, and 47 degrees on this day in 1924. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Right off the bat, I have to defend our friend and my friend, Bill Stein, up, in, up in Aiken. Yeah. We were talking about uh, uh, wakeboard surfing. What, yeah. what are they called? Uh, yeah, wake- wakeboarding. Wakeboard wakeboarding. And Billy Stein wrote an email describing a dinner he was trying to have his wife in a small uh, bay on their lake up there. Okay. And a wakeboard uh, wakeboard boat came by, and they did a thirty degree tumble, and all the food went off the table. And, and uh, so here's the email. It's from JDL. Let me apologize to Stein for someone else not thinking his quiet day in the pontoon was more important than the wakeboard session <laughs> they wanted to have. He sounds like those people that buy a cabin then expect uh, no lake activity to interfere with their relaxation. They have to share the lake with everyone else, but somehow they think what they want is more important than what others want. I live on Minnetonka and do not have a wakeboard or jet ski, the two most complained about activities on the lake, but enjoy watching others have fun on the lake instead of complaining that they are affecting my peace and quiet. Give me a break. And why would Reavers question what someone else does with their free time? He asked why people would have a big boat and go sit at Big Island all weekend. They treat the I boat did. like a cabin, and yes, they often tie together and park overnight. If I wasn't blessed enough to live on the lake, that's exactly what I would do, as long as it's okay with Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, J.D.L., you're, you're 100% wrong. Well, Stein is about as far away from being a euphorian yeah. as you can find, and you clearly clearly listened uh, selectively to the email he purposely took his pontoon boat into a quiet corner mm-hmm. of the lake where he uh, probably was shielding himself from uh, the wake, nonsense wakeboard yeah. surfing and in came this moron with no sense of where he was or any any uh, seamanship and damn near swamped a twenty-four foot pontoon boat. Mm-hmm. That's all Stein was complaining about. You 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 couldn't be more off the mark, smartass here, <laughs> who lives on Lake Minnetonka and thinks that uh, and thinks everything's great. I envy the hell out of you, JDL, living on Lake Minnetonka. But you you are totally wrong on Stein. Totally wrong. He's the last guy in the world that would interfere with someone else's excitement or pleasure on the water. But he was right for ripping me.
2: Oh yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, right. At you. Yeah, okay. Well, it's just, down it just down. common sense and courtesy. With this guy, what he did was wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, that's the way I look at it. And,
1: and, and what Stein advised in the email is, if you're going to use that uh, boat for that activity, stay out in the main yeah. part of the lake mm-hmm. where the waves have a chance to dissipate before they get in, to shore.
2: In, in the moral of Walter, uh, this isn't nom. There are rules. That's right. Yeah. In
0: fact, on when I was on Lake Minnetonka on sat, last Saturday, there were a ton of those buoys. With no wake a- everywhere, so there was very mm-hmm. little space where you could actually go wakeboarding, jet skiing, w- what have you.
1: Well, my point is, uh, yeah, this guy, gotcha. uh, I love him. You know, JDL is a GLer, I imagine, but he he thought he was capturing uh, Stein, who he apparently is not familiar Wait, with. I
2: uh, I do love the fact that you read his email, and this will be an old reference for only for us old people, yeah. just like Florida R- Turbo, the Johnny Carson I character did, who would complain about right. everything. Right. By right. the way.
0: No, no. Uh, JDL, you got a place on Lake Minnetonka? We're we're big we're big fans of you. <laughs> have us over. Why don't we do a remote We'll, yeah, JDL? we'll go we grill some grunt JDL. hoppers.
1: <laughs> the billionaire creators of Google have invited a who's who of A list names, including former President Obama, Prince Harry, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Kate Perry, Katy Perry to the Sicilian seaside for a mega party they've dubbed Google Camp. The three-day event will focus on fighting, Climate change. Oh, <laughs> Though it's unknown how much time the attendees will spend discussing their own effect on the environment, such as the 142 private jets that are arriving sure, <laughs> and the mega yachts that they have stayed on, oh. everything is about global warming. That is the major topic this year, a source told the New York Post. The three-day summer camp will cost the tech giant 20 million bucks, the source said. For three days? Mm -hmm. Many of the guests, including Obama and DiCaprio, who has his own climate change foundation, have described global warming as the biggest threat to future generations. No, hypocrisy is. But according to the Italian press, the attendees were expected to show up in 114 private jets, and 40 had arrived by Sunday. The Post crunched the numbers and found that 114 flights from L.A. to Palermo, Italy, where camp guests unloaded, would spew, of course they have to spew, spew, uh, 100,000 kilograms of CO2 in the air. Google Camp is meant to be to be a place where influential people get together to discuss how to make the world better. Well, in other words, it's the Salon, the yeah. gathering of the Salon. They don't know their own hypocrisy. There will likely be discussions about online privacy, politics, human rights, and, of course, the environment, which makes it highly ironic that this event requires 114 private jets to happen. <laughs> Attendees pay for their own travel to Sicily, but then Google foots the bill for everything else at uh, opulent Vendura Resort, which... Verdura Resort, which reportedly features two golf courses and where rooms start at 900 bucks a night. Ooh. Sources tell The Post that guests were personally invited by Google founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin. The stars there include Harry Styles, because he's a noted uh, environmentalist. Mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom, another scientist. Diane von Furstenberg, another scientist. Barry Diller, who arrived on their enormous $200 million yacht Eos, which has both sales and two 2,300-horsepower diesel engines. (laughs) Billionaire DreamWorks founder David Geffen, meanwhile gave Perry and Bloom a ride on his $400 million yacht Rising Sun. Also on hand for the Environmental Gab Fest was the mega-yacht Astromeda, a 351-foot behemoth owned by a New Zealand billionaire and which features its own helipad. Many of the attendees were seen in photos tooling around the island in high speed sports vehicles, including Perry, who has made videos for UNICEF about climate change and was seen in a Maserati SUV that gets 15 miles per gallon in the city. Oh, man. Uh, Stella McCartney, Bradley Cooper, Nick Jones, and Priyanka Chopra, plus Gail King, will also be on hand. Even Mark Zuckerberg of Google's rival Facebook was invited. Uh, guests uh, dine among ancient temples and are treated to performances by the likes of Sting, Elton John, and Cole plays Chris Martin before retiring to their suites at Verdura Resort. The tech company goes to extreme measures to keep its campus secret. All hotel staff and security have to sign non disclosure agreements, a source told the Daily Mail in 2018. None of you people can lecture anyone. <laughs> you are terrible, terrible hypocrites. You cannot lecture a soul. And uh, Katy Perry uh, knows less about nature than my dead mother.
0: So, so. <laughs> this is a tech company yep. that's trying to get people from essentially all over the world to gather in one place to discuss climate change. Yep. And I'm not trying to help them become more efficient in any way. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they
1: have just Skyped one another or had a giant Skype conference? <laughs> because they're, they're hypocrites. It's simple. It's simple. Meanwhile, in London, climate change activists targeted the wrong building whoops oh Oh, yeah they chained themselves to the wrong building (laughs) oh god heck Uh, no we we won't go go. (laughs) they chained them they chained themselves to a building at 41 moorgate Uh, But that's the building uh, that used to house an electrical, uh, an English electric company. It's now Statcraft, a Norwegian hydropower company, which describes itself as Europe's largest generator of renewable energy. (laughs) So so they were protesting at a place that they should love. (laughs) An employee at the company who asked not to be named said the protesters had chained themselves to the doors at the front of the building. He told the Standard, they're protesting against Drax, but they don't live here anymore. I understand but it helps if they check the facts. The employer said that there were about two hundred protesters blocking the road. Videos from the protest showed demonstrators chanting at what they appeared to think was Drax's headquarters. They sang, No more fossil fuels, keep it in the ground. Merrily, 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 we will shut you down. But they were again, they were yep. they were chained to the wrong building. You know what they had? Bad information. Yeah. yeah. No more fossil fuels mm-hmm. 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 merrily merrily oh god no. help us oh no. okay no, john. <laughs> gotta get to some really important stuff today got a lot on your mind i do oh, i want to clear up something from yesterday john because we're fact sure you had in your news uh-huh. uh the story of the 33 year old woman 33 year old woman accused of executing one of the largest a- ever data thefts at a bank yes uh, show, she showed strange behavior online in recent months, at times bragging about her exploits and discussing deep struggles in her personal life. And I asked you, and I wasn't being facetious, isn't mm-hmm. she a trans? Right. And you said no. Uh, but I recall reading that she was, and it turns out she is, and that's germane for this reason. Uh, I'll tell you the reason in case people think I'm being page four. gender insensitive. I'm reading from today's <laughs> so. Wall Street Journal. Uh, I've basically strapped myself with a bomb vest, bleeping, dropping Capital One's docs and admitting it, she wrote last month in a direct message on Twitter, according to prosecutors. I'll cut to the chase. A lawyer for Ms. Thompson uh, said she couldn't be reached. A detention hearing is scheduled. Uh, social, Okay. Social media posts, including from a Twitter account she launched last month under the handle Erratic, varied between mourning the loss of her cat to discussing the difficulties of being transgender and of experiencing homelessness. Hmm. Okay. She was employed by Amazon... Paige Adele Thompson was arrested in her home city of Seattle on Monday, charged with stealing data from Capital One Financial Corporation involving more than 100 million credit card customers and applicants. In an unusual twist, Ms. Thompson is a former employee at Amazon.com's cloud division responsible for running much of Capital One's information technology infrastructure. The heist stands out not only as a massive bank breach but a rare instance in which a former employee of Amazon has been charged with hacking one of the company's own customers. And her transgenderism is germane because she's struggling with personal issues. Right. All yep. Right. All right. Okay. Is our guy gone? Yep. Okay, let's fix the lights. We were getting filmed in here, which was driving me <laughs> yeah, crazy. what was going on? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> little, uh little footage of the old mayor doing the old podcast. You know, on this day in 1988, it was 105, and I remember it. Uh, because a kid I, I, too. a kid I used to have, there was great consternation at the Little League fields as to whether we were going to yes. play that day. That's why I remember and, that day, uh, yes. as I seem to recall, we played. Uh-huh. Because this was pre-Euphorian days. Yeah, not in today. There's no way you wouldn't play today. Uh, but uh, afterwards, everyone went swimming someplace, and they did so at an aquaside-free beach. 105 degrees on this day in 1988, and aquaside has been keeping... Beach is free of weeds for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use and begin working right away. And Aquacide is registered with both the EPA and DNR and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, the water, and your family. So don't there's no need. No, nope. do ever have to have weeds again. You don't need weeds. They're gross. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. I just killed a bug. You can call it at 1-800-
3: <laughs> Aquaside.
1: Aquaside helped me right? clear, clear that bug. You can call them at 1-800- 328-9350 1800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. Shipping is free and those pellets are easy to use and work right away. Simply fan them over the treatment area. Boom. I uh, did not watch 1 minute of the uh, debates last night. Yeah, I didn't either. because uh, why would you? Because an installment of chasing chasing the moon that I hadn't seen was on and I'm clicking between that and the ball game in Miami. And I didn't want to uh, join the circus, but I did considerable reading about it today. And uh, what I found uh, uh, reinforces much of what we've been talking about lately. I've got much of it uh, broken down here. So let's take a break and give me a chance to organize this material.
2: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. That's microphone button there, John. Getting too much of a hurry sometimes.
1: <laughs> Slow down, Suchi boy. Night one of <laughs> these 400 Democrats running for a president, uh, I, I did not watch it, but I've been reading feverishly, and apparently a woman named Marianne Williamson uh, was getting rave reviews and rapturous applause. She is a self-help author. Sure. Uh, no political experience that I'm aware of. Marianne Williamson got rapturous applause from the crowd when she brought up race issues numerous times. Discussions on racial, environmental injustice and reparations proved to be her time to shine. When asked her response on the Flint water crisis, Williamson said Flint was just the tip of the iceberg. I assure you, I lived in Gross Point. Uh, Grosse Point is a very Tony suburb of Detroit. What happened in Flint would not have happened in Grosse Point. This is part of the dark underbelly of American society, the racism, the bigotry, and the entire conversation that we're having here tonight. Uh, if you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing to this country, then I'm afraid the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. She said the infrastructure neglect is bigger than Flint and particularly with communities of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back and if the Democrats don't start saying it, why would those people feel they're for uh, feel therefore they're here for us? And if those people don't feel it, they won't vote for us and Donald Trump will win. All right, let me uh, Okay. <laughs> Let me. Uh, she also wants 500 billion for reparations. Would that include Barack Obama? Would you have to cut him a check? I wonder. Probably black. Pro- I suppose. Let's so, stick know, with course. Flint. So this uh, this uh, really got me going with hours of homework this morning on Flint, Michigan. First of all, am I uh, off base suggesting that she's implying that Trump somehow has a hand in the Flint water crisis? Yeah, that's is that what a, is I, that's that a what fair I, implication? That's what I yes. took out of it. The Flint water crisis started in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump had nothing to do with it, and uh, uh, Flint has been run by Democrats. Uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to be led by the progressive left, and that is that's that's the case. In Michigan. So, Marianne Williamson not only doesn't know what she's talking about, she doesn't know how to address the real issue is that once you retire to the salon and start making your rulings from the salon, things like water pipes go unchecked, uh, roads don't get repaired, fences don't get built, streetlight bulbs don't get replaced, because these people are far more interested in their rulings from these people are far more interested in telling law-abiding people how to behave than they are doing anything else. They're worried about racial equity and things of that nature. But this Flint water crisis started in 2014. It had nothing to do with Trump. It had nothing to do with race. The timeline is that because uh, General Motors reduced production in Flint, it was once its largest plant, and then reduced production as General Motors scaled back, the town found itself short of money. And in order to repair, to uh, fill in the gaps, uh, in 2011, the state of Michigan took over Flint's finances after an audit projected a $25 million deficit. In order to reduce the water fund shortfall, which implies there would have been shortfalls in utilities and shortfalls and everything else. This is just the water. In order to reduce the water fund shortfall, the city announced that a new pipeline would be built to deliver water from Lake Huron to Flint. In 2014, while the pipeline was under construction, the city turned to the Flint River as a water source. Soon after the switch, residents reported changes to the water's color, smell, and taste. Tests in 2015 and in 2015, the mayor
3: Just of Flint. While you look for that piece of information, Joe, uh, it has been under the city of Detroit has been under Democratic mayor since 1962.
1: Right, but this is Flint, but you know it's it's pretty close to Detroit. Pretty close to Detroit, but, but Flint in 2015 had, as it still does, as its mayor, Karen Williams Weaver, uh, who is a Democrat. And she uh, is the first female mayor of Flint. She's an African American, and she is a member of the Democratic Party. Okay, so you had a you had a uh, you had a salon type running the show there in Flint in 2015. Tests in 2015 by the EPA and Virginia Tech indicated dangerous levels of lead in the water at residents' homes. By the way, I am in no way suggesting there is not a water crisis in Flint. I don't want my children drinking water full of lead. No, There's a water crisis in Flint. Lead consumption, as we all know, can affect everything. A class action lawsuit charged that the state wasn't treating the water with an anti-corrosive agent in violation of federal law. As a result, the water was eroding the iron water mains, turning the water brown. Additionally, about half of the service lines to homes in Flint are made of lead. And because the water wasn't properly treated, lead began leaching into the water supply in addition to the iron. Overall, more than a dozen lawsuits, including several additional class action suits, were filed against Michigan and the city of Flint, as well as various state and city officials and employees involved in the decision to switch the source of the drinking water and those responsible for monitoring water quality. You think those were a bunch of conservatives? (laughs) These are uh, public works types, uh, city council people, uh, the mayor, who's a Democrat, they let their infrastructure go.
0: And,
3: yes, and it's
0: happening in more cities
3: just like that. Flint, by the way, has had a Democrat in as far back as I can go in 1975.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So this self-help author who is no more capable of being president than I am, Gets up there last night and apparently has earned a great deal of applause for her belief that somehow the Flint water crisis is an example of systemic racism, and that how environmental unfairness applies only to people of color. Well, it's utter utter nonsense. It's utter nonsense. The people running the show uh, regarding
0: Flint are Democrats. Didn't when when this story first surfaced back in 2014, weren't there a number of people? running to the pulpit to, to scream about climate change with the Flint water crisis? No, it had
1: nothing to do with climate change. That's
0: what I'm saying, but there were people that wanted to equate
1: it to that. I, I don't recall that, but but uh, I've got the whole timeline of the Flint uh, crisis here, and it just it, it reads like a uh, an outline for how to perform urban incompetence. It just It's just one <laughs> folly after another and wrestling with the EPA and... Uh, uh, September 11, 2015, after concluding that Flint water is 19, 19 times more corrosive than Detroit water, Virginia Tech recommends the state declare that the water is not safe for drinking or cooking. The river water is corroding old pipes and is leaching into the water, according to this study. Well, I can go on and on about this, but you can do your own research or you can take the word of the old mayor. Uh, the failure of the public officials in Flint to correct their water problem, had nothing to do with racism. If you believe that only Democrats are the people who can rescue this country from racism, a word that no longer means anything. Yes, you in the back. I'm seeing
0: about 12 stories, but this one's my favorite headline from the year of 2015. Mm-hmm. The world has not woken up to the Flint water crisis caused by climate change. Okay. Boom.
1: Really? they had nothing to do with climate I re- change. I remember seeing Sheesh. a number of those thinking... Are you people out of your mind? You got a black president during the onset of this crisis. You had nothing but Democrats running the show in Flint. This has nothing to do with racism. It has to do with the people we're electing in this country are squandering what our forefathers built. What is going to happen in New York City? That's a time bomb for water pipes and infrastructure. Oh, right. It's a time bomb. And you've got an incompetent mayor and in Bill De Blasio there, who's a—he's one of the salon types.
3: He's running, isn't he?
1: Oh yeah, he's running for president. Uh, what what's going to—you—you you see it here on on a smaller scale, much smaller scale—the the failure of the city of Saint Paul to properly negotiate a contract, uh, to enter into the field of trash collection. And this Marianne will, uh, this Marianne Williamson says there's a that. Trump has created a dark psychic force of collectivized hatred well no it's it's the Democrats that are creating collectivism and that's failing our infrastructure it's failing Trump so, had nothing to, you know Trump you can get Trump for a lot of stuff <laughs> he had nothing to do with the Flint water problem he was hosting a game show or whatever the hell he was doing in 2014 show. yeah. One more thing about Trump to show you how careful you have to be. I'm preaching to the choir when I talk to GLers, but how careful you have to be getting your news, which, unfortunately, often is driven by social media. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Trump had one of his impromptu press conferences out on the lawn. (laughs) And at one point, a Chinese reporter asked Trump a question. And Trump said, you're going to have to speak differently. And that was immediately jumped on. Oh, really? As an example. Did you happen to I see this? Not I did I did, and I will explain it. That was immediately jumped on as an example of, of Trump's crudeness. No. I listened to it and saw it. You couldn't hear anyone above the sound of the helicopter waiting to take him to Williamsburg. So he was saying, he, and he made a hand gesture... Uh, You have to speak differently. There's this. And he pointed to the the noise. I can't hear you. I can't hear you as as the noise. Well, that wasn't reported on Twitter. Yeah, of course. Somebody from Vox, a site called Vox, reported that only Trump tells Chinese reporter to speak differently. What was left out was the noise of the chopper and Trump indicating that noise was causing him difficulty in hearing. You're fairly
2: new to Twitter. You're you're not used to this.
1: Are I'm you? not, and yeah. I find it you appalling. Have to, you
2: have to vet everything. I, I find it appalling. Yeah. Appalling.
0: In fact, back in the radio days, John, what would you and I would have an exchange at least once or twice a day, where you'd say, uh, "Chris, you you need to reread
2: that story yeah, that I sent you." And Chris said, "Well, I only read the first line. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right. I got
1: all the news I needed." It became a game with me and John almost. <laughs> so the Flint city of Flint is run by Karen Weaver. She's the mayor. She's a Democrat. The guy uh,
2: before her uh, was also a Democrat. The guy that flipped the switch, made mm-hmm. a big ceremony mm-hmm. thing, and then poured water, saying, mm-hmm. Me and my family drink this, was right. also
1: right. a Democrat.
2: Uh, Gretchen, I do the Gretchen <laughs> Whitmer
1: is the uh, new governor of Michigan. She's a Democrat, and she served for years in the Michigan legislature as a Democrat. We're not short of Democrats. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. No. So, Marianne Williamson, whoever the hell you are, <laughs> don't lecture the country about Trump. Trump's dark force of collective hatred somehow was responsible for the Flint water okay. crisis. It had nothing to do with it. Nothing.
3: <laughs> you know who's to blame, partly and really needs to wake up, though? The unions that are backing someone just because they're a Democrat. Yep that That yes. ship has sailed that'll never, never and they're change, they're so. just filling the city council with those guys I there are yep. pro-union Republicans out there I know it
1: there
2: has to be
3: <laughs> for sure there is see what
1: Charles Barkley has been saying No God I love Charles I wish he'd run Man, these Democrats have been in power for a long time and I don't see anybody getting richer <laughs> meaning the closer you get to the country's tallest cities is that it? He's been doing more. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> I expected something more. I did <laughs> Wait, on, would you? On. Oh, it's terrible. Go
0: ahead, Charles. Come on. Oh, come
1: on. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> do it. Well, let me do this while you're struggling. Long way to go. You're struggling. All right. This is my favorite Barclays song. The the outgoing governor was Rick Snyder, a Republican, along with EPA Administrator Gina McCarthy, testified before the House Committee on Oversight Government Reform. Let me be blunt, the governor says as an opening statement. This, meaning the Flint water problem, was a failure of government at all levels, local, state, and federal officials. We all failed the families of Flint. Uh, And here are... uh, Others are also to blame, the report says, including the state's Department of Health and Human Services, the city's emergency managers, and the governor. Do you think these were conservatives that blew this? Nope. Do you have, Charles, or couldn't you do it?
0: No, I think... let this one works. Uh, that's all right. I think one of the Mountain Dew drinkers deleted my audio. Really? Yep.
1: hmm Weaver, who vowed to fix the water crisis. That's the current mayor. She hasn't fixed it. Obama was president, and Democrats were running the Detroit area. What, what more do you want to know? What the hell does this have to do with racism? Trump's fault. We used to, get a, oh, we used to have a guy and say, uh, uh, call the show all the time. He's now a podcast listener, Tom Bonet. Yeah. And uh, he said, I'm listening to your July 29th podcast, specifically the conversation about Democrats holding leadership for generations in crime-ridden areas. I might have shared the following on the radio show, but it bears repeating. During the months leading up to Representative Omar's coronation, I mean election, my wife and I had breakfast at a Hudson restaurant. The television nearest broadcast almanac. One of the hosts matter-of-factly mentioned that the district, meaning district, Congressional District number 5, hadn't had a Republican representative since 19, uh, it would have been about 1963, and that was Walter Judd. Immediately afterwards, several Democrats vying for the seat tried to outdo one another, sharing tales of woe from the district, crime, poverty, jobs, etc. At that point, I said to the television rather loudly, you've been in control for 50 years. Omar won, as you're aware, and I can't think of a single thing she's done to benefit her district. Thus far, her stint in Congress has served one purpose, promoting the Ilhan Omar brand, even while her district's youth gun each other down on the street. It's reminiscent of a decade or so ago when I volunteered with the mayoral campaign of an Asian businesswoman, Eva Eng. A rep- I did a column on her. A Republican with a demonstrated record of success in business and a positive plan for St. Paul. I remember that. I do, too. Her candidacy predictably didn't register a blip on St. Paul's radar. And now here we are a decade later with Mel- Mayor Melvin at the helm. 100K plus diversity coordinators on the pi- payroll and shots fired in my elderly Westside in-laws neighborhood almost every day. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. I'm thinking that applies to my waning insistence on living close to the country's tallest buildings. Good luck, Tom. What a great email. Well, but he he was always a great caller. He's a great thinker. uh, Great contributor like Downing and Jordy and Kelsey and all the rest of our regulars. But the point is, you hypocritical frauds on that debate stage last night and tonight. Don't tell me that you haven't been running thing, running things in every major American city in this country. What's it going to take for everyone to wake up? I don't know. I, I really I think about that a lot, and I don't know the answer. I don't know the oh. answer. So we're doomed, is what you're saying. <laughs> Sanibel Jim thinks, uh, thinks we are. He uh, often yeah. s- uh, closes off his emails with, we're doomed. Winners and losers from the first night of the debate. Oh. Winners, Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is CNN, and which it, I didn't watch it, so I shouldn't say, but I read that their, their uh, coverage was biased. Let's put a word for Amy Klobuchar. <clears throat> Compared to the other people on that stage last night, she's sane. <laughs> yes. She got no time. Yeah. This was the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders show. And you could tell already they already know what they're about. We could, you could tell though that they were kind of uh, in concert, and they dismissed the others as not being progressive enough. You're going to get Trump elected.
0: That's that's exactly right.
1: How, how can you look at these fools and? Well, I my point is, I feel terribly politically lonely. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there in the corner, Joe. I'm politically lonely, <laughs> but you
0: can't. You can't look at any one of these sixty-eight people running for the Democratic nomination and think, "Yep, that's my person right there." Oh well, yeah,
1: they—they're all insane. Where did I have it? Just a minute. Oh God, I hope I have it. i, I did so much uh, printing that I can't uh, on the Flint water thing that I got papers all over the
0: because even
1: they're map not even catering
0: here. to the the sixty-year-old Democratic voter. They're going after the the eighteen to twenty-four-year-old. Climate change, equal right. pay, fifteen dollars an hour, crowd. Oh, where is it? Most of which don't pay taxes, <sighs> right? And then uh, once they do, these uh,
1: four parties.
3: Here it is.
0: Got
1: Here it? it is. Yeah, I,
2: it. I knew
3: I had it. Free health care for everybody. I, uh, Let's go. Uh, Break them up.
2: Break them up.
1: New study reveals the crippling economic burden of the Green New Deal on average American households. Uh, Remember that average American households, not these frauds who are flying to Italy for the Google mm-hmm. climate change conference using 114 private jets <laughs> and uh, yachts. By the way, there's mm-hmm. nothing to me. The greatest perk in the world would be a private jet mm-hmm. followed closely by a yacht, yeah. but I'm not going to lecture you about global warming, right? Oh, the Green New Deal proposed by uh, the fruitcake uh, would economically cripple the Amer- average American, according to a new study by the Libertarian Think Tank Competitive Enterprise Institute, which was published published Tuesday. It discovered that the Green New Deal, if implemented as currently proposed, would cost the average household $70,000 in just the first year. Ooh. After five years, most Americans could expect an economic burden of nearing $250,000 to cover increased costs in electricity and substantial upgrades to vehicles and housing. Alaskan residents would be hit even harder, the study found, due to the state's remoteness. They could expect to pay more than one hundred grand during the first year of the program with an additional $292,000 over the next four years. Per household? Per household. How this, could
2: that, you'd go bankrupt?
1: Because it's trillions and trillions and trillions of hey. dollars. And remember, it has nothing to do with the environment. AOC's. Who's the guy running AOC's campaign? Uh, Kabarti. Yeah. Or, uh... Well, he's admitted that this has nothing to do with the environment. Wow. This is the. This is a complete uh, revamping of the uh, of the Western economy. Has nothing to do with the environment. Hmm. The study investigated how transforming energy consumption to comply with the Green New Deal's parameters would impact Americans in five representative states. Florida, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Alaska. With regard to upgrading residential, business, and industrial buildings, another mandate under the Green New Deal, the costs become astronomical. Uh, Pennsylvania, $2 trillion. Florida 1.38 trillion, Alaska 533 billion, New Mexico 352 billion, New Hampshire 102 billion. Similar to other Green New Deal cost estimation studies, This study warns that projections may underestimate the full economic burden because the Green New Deal is so broad and open-ended that the list of potential programs necessary to implement the program is limited only by the capacity of legislators to imagine new government programs. (laughs) What have I been telling you for 10 years? This has nothing to do with the temperature. Economists and experts have been warning us for months about the devastating effects of the Green New Deal and now we have the numbers to prove it. Daniel Turner, who co-authored the study, said, So So the average American is go to is going to go to the polls in 2020 and and pull the lever for uh one of these fruitcakes? <laughs>
3: pull the lever. You date yourself. I guess.
1: <laughs> 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 Fill in the dot or whatever for uh for one of these nutcases wow. that, where are they going to get? We're already $22 trillion in debt. Ah, that didn't get more? discussed There's last night. And it won't get discussed tonight. These are adult children, one of whom is a self-help author. Two nights only. <laughs> How to deal with your dead cat. <laughs> Which should have been given to the woman who, uh, the transgendered woman who uh, uh,
3: hacked up the... Uh, Psycho Chakrabarty. Yeah, as AOC's.
1: Yeah, kind of well right. he, yeah. She, you think she's gonna dream this stuff up? She no. couldn't make an old fashioned.
0: <laughs> <coughs> Actually, she could. Remember, she was a waitress
1: and a bartender. But that's what I meant. She couldn't even do so, that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She couldn't even make a martini. Well, I'm telling you, pouring so I'm, it in the... I'm
1: telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. What are you telling? I don't about? know what the hell I'm telling. you. <laughs> I'm telling you that uh, we're not in good shape. What the uh, flock of candidates trying to tell us how to behave rather than fix the water pipes. You think uh, Jacob Fry is interested in the uh, in the mechanics of water delivery in Minneapolis? How about just crime?
0: Yeah. He doesn't seem very interested in that either. Neither mayor is.
1: No. Say lots of great riding season left, uh, especially on your Bentelli e-bike that I want you to get out to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and take a test drive, take a test drive. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake specializes in quality, affordable scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, full line of Yamaha motorcycles and dirt bikes, and those electric bikes by Bintelli. That's where I got mine. Beautiful bronze baby. Five levels of assist, or I can pedal it, or I can not pedal it. I can just use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour. That is America.
3: Freedom. You can pedal it or not pedal it. You know what
1: I have? Choices. Yes. They're incredible. They're a lot of fun to ride. They're lightweight, durable, comfortable, and designed to tackle any terrain. Stop in and see for yourself and take an electric bike test ride. You're going to love it. And you'll discover that no other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. And at EcoFund, you're not going to pay the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at shops that exclusively sell bicycles. EcoFun sells fun. You'll find them right downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Let's come back with Johnny Be- Guitar Before Heiden. we do that, I yeah. was just
2: thinking, you know, the future of America, pretty much what we've decided much,
1: It's pretty much believe uh, really... <laughs> Jeez, John, is it that bad? I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds wow. like. Wow, it really does, doesn't it? It really does.
3: <laughs> Reality with a bite.
1: The Joe shoot Shiret Show. Shishishisha.
2: Easy for me to say.
1: John? Yeah? Uh... An emailer wants to know, well, first of all, the emailer states, Hail the Flashlight King! Hail you! Will the 60s quarters in scan buckets also make an appearance as usual this year? Yes. Future offsite correspondent, rural. Yes. Why not?
3: The State Fair you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Two appearances. Some traditions will continue, whether we want them to or not. That's right. Here's... uh, (laughs) Here's John Heights. Wait, we should mention uh
0: Thursday, August 23rd, Friday twenty second. Sorry. August twenty second. And then Friday, August 30th, we'll be at the Great Minnesota. Just Guild remember together. it this way.
1: The first day of the fair and the last Friday of the yep, fair. First right. Thursday, last Friday.
0: Channel five building right next to our old location. GL merchandise
2: available what throughout the my, entire uh, run of the show.
1: Cal's coming along? Uh, s- yes. All
2: right. Uh, before we get to the news part here, let me tell Thank you, you one. you showing me dick hell. So, yeah, that's the international, international internet. Internet. Yeah. Yeah. A good <laughs> circle there. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> one uh, sort of sports note uh, that affects, well, it affects me and Mr. Reaver, so I'll read it. Uh, the posturing continuing in the regional sports network fight between Dish Network, Sling TV, and the former Fox RSNs. And the bad news about all this, uh, they've already been pulled. You know that if you have Dish or Sling TV. Sure do, John. Uh, Charlie Ergen, who's Dish is chairman. Uh, said yesterday, uh, it looks like, uh, well, we, we may never have Fox Regional Sports Well, then I'm, I'm switching again. tomorrow. Actually, I've, I'm switching now. I switched from Sling TV to Hulu TV quickly. Way to go, so Dish. Way w- to go. What, uh, they can't agree on an amount? There's, that's correct. Ergen said, the frustrating thing is they are not very good economic deals for us. We have real data that tells us that the channels are overpriced, and Fox had a lot of leverage to get people to overpay when they owned them. So... Uh, and Fox is blaming them, so they're both blaming each other as usual. What is so, their uh, deal up with
1: Comcast?
2: I have no idea. Okay. We
1: have know. to put a new book on the author's corner. Oh. Uh-huh. Right now? I want you to do it. Okay. It's called The Nickel Boys. N I C. By Colson. K-E-Y- Coulson. That's Colson C-O-U-S-O-N. Whitehead. Whitehead. It's the most unbearable book I've ever read.
2: In a good way? In
1: in where he takes you is so unbearable that you get lumps in your throat. You guys recall the true story of bones engraved discovered at the site of a former Florida reformatory school? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Oh, no. He has taken that. And created the most powerful, haunting story I ever read. Uh, I started it yesterday. I've got about 50 pages left. It's called The Nickel Boys. I think it's N-I-C-K-E-L. It is. is. I'm just looking. And that was the name of the school. And he uh, he is, I'm desperately going to try to get him on the show.
0: Gonna make you lose some sleep, probably.
1: It just uh, you know, it's so ironic that the book just came out about two weeks ago at a time with all of this race talk. Mm-hmm. You, you want to understand race? Read the the Nickel Boys, referring to the boys at this school and how they were treated. And it's just, it's just extraordinary. Oof, if any of the people at this school, the real school in Florida, are in heaven, I don't want to go to heaven. Hmm. I want no part of it. If any of those People are up
2: there. I want no part of it. Wow! Uh, his previous book I'm reading won a Pulitzer and the
1: National Book this, Award. I'm going to read everything this guy has ever written. This Didn't one? he write the Underground Railroad? Underground Railroad. Yeah. That's the one that won the Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. So,
2: hmm. well, I will and definitely. He's a, uh, he's check a black that out.
1: guy, and he's he's one of the finest writers I've encountered. He's the best writer I've encountered since Amor Taos. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! All right. That book's still sitting on my
2: stack to read. Well, you're going well, to. Well, you know it. what?
1: It's a delayed gratification. Oh, all right. So that's is uh, Rules life of Civility. Is. yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> well, was, was Rules of Civility the, uh, the old lady? One.
1: First one. Or not an old lady. It's a No,
3: a, what was the one about the lady? Eleanor Oliphant.
1: Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. She's not an old lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recommend that book, too. That's what I told you guys about that book is. I didn't know we were going to settle into an author's corner here, but why not? No, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> I told you guys about Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was the first book I read where I did not... See the ending. Didn't know it was coming. Didn't know it was coming. Mm. First time I was ever fooled. Author's
3: Corner with <laughs> Joe Souchere. Here we go. The Countdown continues. <laughs> the Bam. Countdown to what?
1: The Countdown? <laughs> I want jailers to read The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead in the event I can secure him for a guest spot here. All right. I'll All put right. that up this afternoon. Yep. Just wrote them down so I can order them both. Is a time. long yep. book? Big Very big. short, really. but oh, okay. a little over 200 pages, I think.
2: Got it. Like those kind of books.
1: Uh, in news. No. Uh, <laughs> Every word will haunt you. Okay. Uh. Uh, a disturbing not in a, story. Not in a horror either. movie type way. Right. It'll yeah. haunt your spirit and your, mm-hmm. your heart. And so I it's understand.
0: a real knee slapper. Yeah. Oh,
2: not a bit. Uh, a disturbing and haunting story leads the news today. That Wisconsin man who killed three of his family members before blasting his way into the home of a stranger he'd been harassing through text messages and killing her. Uh, speculating, authorities are speculating he may have been trying to imitate last year's home invasion and abduction of Jamie Claus. Dear God, 33-year-old Richie German Jr. shot his mother, brother, and eight-year-old nephew at their home in Lafayette, Wisconsin. There's, there's evil in the world. Mm-hmm. On Sunday night, he drove about 10 miles to the Lake Halley home of 24-year-old Lolly Vang, blasted his way inside with a shotgun, shot and wounded her parents before killing her. He then killed himself in the home where several others were still hiding, according to the sheriff there, Jim Kalachek. The German left his car running outside the Vang's home, had items in it including handcuffs and a loaded handgun clip. That led investigators to think he could have been planning to imitate last October's deadly home invasion and abduction of Jamie Kloss from her family's home. A couple of days before the attack, German had sent unsolicited sexual texts to Vang, but she apparently didn't know him and replied, Who is this? I don't know you. The sheriff said there's no evidence the two had ever met. Chief Deputy Chad Holum said authorities are going through about 10 cell phones and are working to find out how German got Vang's phone number. They suspect, though, he may have gotten it off the Internet. Vang's parents, 51-year-old Tang Vang and 39-year-old Mai Chang-Vang suffered defensive wounds. Each had to have an arm amputated, according oh. to authorities. They are hospitalized, expected to survive. None of the four people, including three children, who managed to hide in the home during the attack were hurt. German was described as a loner, was often unemployed, who occasionally lived at the Lafayette home where he gunned down his 66-year-old mother, his 32-year-old brother, and his brother's 8-year-old son.
1: I don't mean to diminish that tragedy because it's horrific, yeah. but... That's a day at the beach compared to the Nickel Boys. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what those kids at that reform school went through. Uh-huh. It's terrifying.
3: Why, why did it... It was open from 1900 to 2011. Why didn't anybody realize what was going on? That's a good question.
1: Hmm. I have a question for you. What was the real name of the school, Rook?
3: Uh, Dixon. I've got it pulled up here. Let me go to the top.
1: Near Tallahassee?
3: Florida School for the Boys, formerly known as Arthur D. Dozier School for Boys. Mm
0: -hmm. I have a serious question for you. Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself to get through a book like that? I, I don't think I could do that. One that would haunt your
3: soul to that degree. Oh my God! God that's just like uh, what did I just read by Rob Tom Smith, Child Forty Four. Mm-hmm. That was a, had some gory details.
1: How do you get through a book like that? Uh, because it's uh, it's as 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 haunting as it is. Uh, it's just beautifully beautifully written. The guy's a fantastic writer. So you're more appreciating the the art form oh, I'm than appreciating, you are the story. I'm appreciating the. I'm no no. I, I'm uh, the combination of the art form and the story. is The story is, hard is beat. part of the art form. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, yeah, it's hard okay. to be. A
2: batch of new state laws set to take effect uh, later this week. That would be this Thursday, as August begins. Uh, Among them, the hands-free law. The law broadens the state's existing ban on texting while driving, prohibiting drivers from holding a cell phone or other wireless communication device while driving. Drivers will be required to use uh, hands-free technology to make calls, send messages, access any music or other content, and use navigation software. You can still use a cell phone by using voice commands or single-touch activation while driving, as long as you're not holding the phone. First time you get caught holding the phone, 50 bucks. The fine then jumps to $275 for subsequent violations, not including court fees. Also going into effect, the Slowpoke Law. That law clarifies an existing law and states that on roads with more than one lane in each direction, a person must move out of the leftmost lane to allow other vehicles to pass. However, it does not apply under conditions like preparing to turn left, taking a left lane exit, or when the lane is designated for a specific type of traffic. That law now would allow for drivers to face a $125 fine, but will only result in a ticket if drivers in the left lane are slowed by another driver going below the speed limit. So if you're speeding, don't expect a slower driver that's going the speed limit to be ticketed. Plenty of other laws, too. Uh, if you want to find a story about them with a list, go to KSTP.com, a TV friend's website. A protest near the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport ended with citations Tuesday night. Protesters calling for the end of immigration and customs enforcement and detention centers at the border. The protesters say they also want permanent status given to all immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers. Lasted more than three and a half hours, ended about 7:45 Tuesday night. The group that gathered said they were prepared to get arrested because they were dedicated to their cause. The protest blocked off the road for hours during rush hour, frustrating commuters. At least 20 people cited for unlawful assembly with intent to commit an unlawful act. And a county sheriff's office wrote citations from four cruisers that were parked next to each other. There was
0: a. I watched a piece this morning. I think it was Channel 9, and uh, the there was a driver that almost appeared to run over the foot of one of the protesters. I I was wondering, does that driver then face a citation if he accidentally hits a protester standing in the middle of the street?
1: That that happened a few years ago on Lake Street. Remember the car that got trapped in a a Black Lives Matter protest? Oh, that's right.
2: Did that driver face?
1: I believe so.
0: Oof.
2: Uh, President Trump's campaign claiming victory on Tuesday after some of the top 2020 Democrats faced off on CNN in a debate that showed a <laughs> major <top> <laughs> showed a major divide among some candidates on how far left to take their party. The statement from Trump's campaign read: "Same radical Democrat, same big government socialist message, same winner from tonight's debate." President Donald Trump. The debate on Tuesday did not result in a clear winner, although long shot political outsider. Marianne Williamson was the night's most Googled candidate. And very uninformed <laughs> about the Flint water crisis. Senator Mitch McConnell, usually not bothered by criticism, even celebrating nasty nicknames that critics have given him, but uh, he's not happy this week being called Moscow Mitch. Uh, he says the fact that he's being called a Russian asset by critics who accuse him of single-handedly blocking stronger election security measures after Russia's interference in 2016. It's kind of a funny
1: nickname, though. <laughs> Moscow Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> <a> Moscow Mule. <laughs> <laughs> McConnell cites you like those, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> you even got the right little cup and everything. I mean, yeah, like it's got to be quality. Got oh. vodka
2: too, with oh. a cock and ball ginger beer. That boy. Little copper top. Yep. McConnell cites several reasons for his opposition, a longstanding resistance to federal control over state elections, newly enacted security improvements that were shown to have worked in the 2018 voting, and his suspicion that if Democrats, uh, that Democrats are trying to gain partisan advantage with a host of proposals. Uh, President Trump did come to his defense. He did it. Uh, it's worded a, a bit strangely. Did you see this? Well, he has some some word problems sometimes. Here's, here's him defending Mitch in this case. Sure. These are This is a quote now. Mitch McConnell is a man that knows less about Russia and Russian influence than even Donald Trump. And I know nothing. (laughs) End quote. I get it. I get it, too. But it it just comes off a little strange.
3: Kind of Sergeant schultz Not Sergeant
0: schultz So you mentioned that this is being kind of phrased as, you know, the top 20. How about we phrase the next The next 20. I want to know who are the other the right, people that weren't right, invited to the, right. to the 21 convention. through 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost like a draft board.
1: Rick McChesney writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. The Keeper of Common Sense and the Fireworks Commissioner and Adi Hardy Harumph, Harumph. of All congratulations right. on hitting the 200 podcast milestone. I've been listening to your ads for Rapid Marine, specifically your comment that if you grew up in Minnesota, you've been in a Crestliner. Well, here's a short story about the Crestliners we grew up with. My grandparents had a cabin on Namekin Lake in northern Minnesota. When I say northern, I mean when you looked across the lake, you were looking at Canada. It's a good-sized lake, 24,000 acres, and the wind often whipped up a chop of four feet or more. When we headed up there, we would drive to Hamburgs Marine and Crane Lake and load up the Crestliner for about a 40-minute trip across Crane Lake, <laughs> lower and upper Sandpoint Lakes, and finally Namekin. Whenever Namekin was choppy, my sister and I would beg to go sit up on the closed bow of Grandpa's boat. Even going slowly, we would be thrown forward and back, side to side, hanging on for dear life uh, uh, to the bar that followed the outline of the bow. If you knew my grandpa, you knew exactly the sort of guy to gun the throttle when a particularly big wave was coming. It was better than any roller coaster ride. Our grandpa, not to mention our dad, always got a huge laugh out of it, too. But to this day, my sister and I can't believe our mom ever let us sit up there one jolt away from being thrown overboard. I bet the missus would never let our kids ride up there, and I'm almost certain there's now some law against it. But back in the 70s, my sister and I had one hell of a good time getting a thrown around on Grandpa's Crestliner. That place was right in the middle of what is now Voyagers National Park, and Uncle Sam kicked us out back in 1998. We don't have a comparable place to take our kids, but for this GLR, you are absolutely right that growing up in Minnesota meant riding in a a crestliner. Grandpa went through a few of them, and we have a lot of great memories from those days enjoying the podcast Rick and Stillwater. Well, I told you, Rapid Marine, four locations, Ham Lake, Shakopee, Rogers, and St. Cloud, state's largest crestliner deal. Absolutely fantastic boats, and as this fellow is corroborating, if you grew up in Minnesota, You've been in a Crestliner right now at Lund 2, Glastron. Right now, you can get a new Lund 1775 Impact Sport with a Mercury 115-horse four-stroke and trailer for under 270 bucks a month. This is a big-league fishing boat. Dual live wells, rod storage, Bluetooth stereo. Travel cover, low rance fish finder, onboard charger, and a 24 volt Kota trolling motor. And don't forget to mention Garage Logic. You'll get 250 bucks off this great deal. Ooh. You can get a new Crestliner 1650 Fish Hawk with a Mercury 64 stroke and trailer for under $225 a month. Nothing. Ask about our military rebates for active and retired service members, and don't forget to mention Garage Logic to receive an additional $250 off this great deal. This is a great marine store, great service department, great attention to detail, and there are four locations for Rapid Marine Hamlake, Shakopee, Rogers, and St. Cloud. Rapidmarine.com.
2: Great story from China. When a three year old boy who had been dangling from a six floor balcony dropped from the apartment building, bystanders below safely caught him oh. using a blanket. In a dramatic rescue captured on video by onlookers in China. Boy taken to a hospital but suffered no injuries in the fall in Changqing municipality which is in the southwestern part of China. Zhu Yanhui said I looked up and saw a little child was dangling up there. My first reaction was to find something to catch him. I thought about rushing over there to catch him with my bare hands but that wouldn't have worked. I held out a blanket along with others, all the while keeping my eyes on the child. I looked at the blanket wondering whether wondering whether we could catch him safely. My only thought was to keep him safe. The child had been left home alone Monday while his grandmother went out for groceries. Zu zaibio helped safely catch the Who boy was that? with the, Oh yeah, helped safely catch the boy with a blanket it all happened so fast lots said. of stuff happens in china doesn't know yeah. Yeah. did you, know you see this people. video i did yeah it's fantastic it's about 900 miles the city southwest of beijing china's big it is a big place it's, john it's a big place. Yeah. Yeah. big place and the child was okay child is fine yeah? okay good, good. good. that's good a, okay
3: we didn't get a name of the child did we
2: no we did not okay got it no uh here's i i don't uh, i this story I don't want to make light of what happened okay. because it resulted in a death, but I often wonder this when it's hot out. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Don't
1: tell me it's a kid in a car because don't it, do it, the it story. It is not. It is okay. not. It right. is, I Go wouldn't ahead. do
2: that, Joe. Come on. Ugh. A man dressed in a mascot costume at an amusement park, one of at least 11 oh. people who died as a result of a heat wave sweeping Japan. Don't you always think that about mascots? Oh. Yeah. When that it's hot, hot, sweaty how suit. hot the suit what, is? What, yes. ca- what character was he, I wonder? Uh, he, uh, he, he wasn't was happy. In, He was in... Hirakata Park in Osaka uh, It doesn't say what he was dressed as. He must be one of their mascots for the park. Uh, Which he, one are you? He dan- I'm not happy. <laughs> he danced for 20 minutes while wearing the...
3: No, I, you well, know, well. and he always joke at the funeral. No, no, no. How'd he go? No. you know,
1: that's that's tough. That's he a did tough. what he was loved that's doing. Tough way
2: to make a living. Dance for 20 minutes while wearing a 35 pound costume. Okay, in response, the park has canceled all events using well, mascot you know costumes.
0: You you're, you're a jerk. You knew I was gonna
3: react I, like this.
0: Yeah, it's I was
2: that, uh, That's a sad story. That's this is sad. This would also, I was I, as a
3: former. A character, yeah. you know, I was a yeah. character way back when. I, I this is one we lost in the industry. You at know, one when, it's point, that,
1: when it's that hot, I'm taking the stuff off. At what
3: right. point does he stop from from dancing to hey. just having a seizure? Right. When you have that uh, costume on, you are in character, and you That's are true. taught not to break character.
2: I just uh, found Joe. He what he played. He was dressed in an outfit to play the role of a fairy character uh-huh. who lives in the park oh, when the park's it. closed. Uh-huh. I see. Right beneath so, the bridge, huh? right there. Oh, okay. He uh, yeah. lost consciousness, was rushed
1: to the hospital. I can well imagine. Guy. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Mm-hmm.
3: No. He died doing what he
0: loved. He right. did. It. He hey. loved it. He loved he loves it. He the loved fairy. Being the, the uh, Tinkerbell.
1: He
3: was, he was dancing. You know, <laughs> <Tinker girl. laughs> He had the fairy costume on, and he was dancing up a storm. <laughs> he was great
2: at it too. Gave
3: every ounce of energy. Did we have his name?
2: No, his name was not given. All right. It was not. All right. A South Carolina woman called deputies Sunday about a package she thought may have been stolen off her porch in Spartanburg. Uh, the people who, uh, well, who took this package may be a little surprised. It contained nine tarantulas valued at
1: about a thousand dollars. Some other story was just out of Spartanburg yesterday. Or day before, I don't remember what it was. It's uh-huh. not important. Not important. Another package? Not important. Home, home of the Marshall Tucker band. That's what I said at the you time did. the story came uh-huh. out. That was Monday I remember. Johnny wasn't here. Yeah.
2: The woman told Deputy she was due to receive the package at 10:30 in the morning. Friday had gotten a notification that the package had been delivered at 9:16. When she went to get the package, it wasn't on her porch. The report said there was no surveillance video on the property. There were no suspects at
1: this time. John that's fantastic. That's just fantastic. We got to, uh, I have to go get some water. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Sugeray. 210. Uh oh. Parenting expert says grandparents should ask their grandchildren for consent before hugging them. No. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. no 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 Nope. We're nope. Right the bat, nope. We're just gonna... Nope. Uh says that grandparents should receive verbal consent from their grandchildren before giving physical affection, such as hugging or kissing. Wow. Evans made the remarks during Wednesday's broad- broadcast of British Daytime show this morning. Evans, who appeared on the show with hosts Ruth Langsford and Emma Holmes, said that grandparents asking consent... To show physical affection can only benefit young children, encouraging them, encouraging them, to take control of their own bodies from a young age. That's that's all this story offered us.
3: you just get to hug them. No asking.
1: I uh, I often wow. I often go to. There's one in particular who I. Chase down to give her the the hug, right? Right, and she'll say no. (laughs) At which point I walk away. You know. Well, now you have to have consent before you do that. I'm not going to ever get consent. (laughs) Right. Only reason they exist is for me to hug them. Well, they exist for more reasons than that, and And to give them grief. Right. You know. But isn't that something? Isn't that something? (laughs) Hail the flashlight king! Hail Hail you. you! You and the dummies got quite a kick out of my boy with the flashlight collection his mother found in a shoebox oh. under his bed a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Remember that? Well, yeah. because we didn't know yeah. where he was going it. Oh, it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, what's in the box? Okay. Ray of Hope was played several times during your discussion, so I thought I would give you an update. He finished up baseball, and we just found out he was voted All-Conference catcher. With baseball over, he is working 12-hour days hauling block and running skid loaders in mini-excavators. Don't tell the snowflakes at Liberal Lakes, child work laws, and the diesel burning and such. Tonight he got home at 7.30, ate two frozen pizzas, drank a half a gallon of milk, and went out to shoot baskets in the driveway for an hour. Nary a word to anyone, just some nods and grunts. Still hasn't cleaned his room. Did I mention this fall he will start his senior year of high school and rank number one in his class academically? He is the youngest of the house and turns 18 in two weeks. Find ray of hope for me, please. Got it. Uh, I am hoping he will be the fighting stogies material, so I have encouraged him to fill out the application forms. No need for a scholarship. Those flashlights are all about he spends his money on. I will be in the garage with a beer in my hand and a little pride in my smile, knowing that this kid will be pushing back, by example, once he becomes a kid I used to have, still pushing back in Iowa. Kyle.
3: Here's today's...
1: They're out there. Those kids are out there. I I don't want to bum
0: anybody out. What was the dateline of that story? Was it today, yesterday? Yesterday. When did he send that? He said that yesterday. Yeah. I just heard the most disheartening sentence in that phrase, or in that email. What? Baseball season's over already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, his summer
1: league, whatever that was. Well, but not that, high you know what yet. that
0: means. Well, oh, it means what? It's going to be
1: snowing in two weeks. Oh, wow. It means next? Oh, Town next? Offsite uh, correspondent Jordy uh, sent me a story about a drunk Indian man, as in the country of India. Welcome. Who was bitten by a snake <laughs> and retaliated by biting back, killing it. And Jordy notes, this is not normal.
3: This is not normal. It's not, not, no, not normal. What kind of snake was it?
1: Mm-hmm. And Johnny. Yeah. Well, this one starts, Hail the Flashlight King! Hail Hail you! you. Hey, hey, a little more spirit! Sorry. Hail the Flashlight King! Hail you!
3: Hail you, Mr. Mm. Garage Logic!
1: (laughs) Did you bite a snake? Love the July 30 podcast. That was yesterday. Love how your thoughts and the crew's antics take my mind to interesting places. The thought of you going on the road without Johnny is disturbing. (laughs) That reminded me of an old TV series, The A-Team. There was one character who was indispensable but terrified of flying. Their solution was a general anesthetic. For Johnny, I might suggest Jim Beam or Maker's Mark. Just a thought. A devoted listener and 21ster, Rick Kineski in Duluth. P.S. The character was played by Mr. T. And apropos of absolutely nothing, happy Valentine's Day. You're joking, right? No. It was, was the T character on that show afraid to fly? Yes, he was. I didn't He didn't think flying was cool. I didn't know that.
3: That's cool. I didn't know that.
2: I didn't know that. The snake, by the way, Rook, was a non-venomous rat snake.
3: Uh, This was uh, very sharp teeth. The serpent had very sharp teeth today.
1: (laughs) And a (laughs) 10-year-old... Thank you. (laughs) A 10-year-old from Canton, Michigan, has been charged with aggravated assault after injuring another student during a schoolyard dodgeball game. (laughs) The boy's mother, Kamishi Triplet Lindley, Mm. said that on April 30, her son, Bryce, was suspended from Erickson Elementary School for throwing a ball back at a student during recess While playing a game called Tips Dodgeball, she wrote on Facebook. Lindley said the ball Bryce threw allegedly resulted in the other student having a concussion. After meeting with the principal about why Bryce was suspended while the other students who fully participated in the game were not, the principal disclosed that the injured student had a pre-existing condition. She was told the student had chronic brainstem infliction. Clearly, the student should not have been playing a physical contact sport, she wrote. A few months after her son's suspension, Lindley learned that her son was being charged with aggravated assault in the Third Circuit Juvenile Croy, uh, Court in Detroit, Michigan. You've got to be kidding. See you. That's a CBS story. Uh, the real uh, problem here uh, were the, either the parents of the child who has a brainstem problem or the school officials who should have known he had a brainstem problem allowing that child to play. That's the problem. Yeah. Not that this kid hit him with a ball. And this was a <laughs> recess activity.
0: Yeah. So w- weren't there Ten-year-old school ground people you that would were think there so. monitoring? You would
1: think so. But why, if the child uh, did in fact have a uh, chronic brain stem infliction, why was that child allowed to play dodgeball? Right. Wow. Get him off oh. the court. Right. Get him off the field. You got to protect the melon in that case. Right. But reporting isn't what it used to be, and we have no further updates as to what might have taken place with the child who was injured. The uh, the mother of the boy, I have a different uh, version. Yeah. There. Mother of the boy hit by the ball told
2: WXYZ her son suffered a black eye, had a bruise on his nose. She said her son had been hit twice before in the face with a ball playing dodgeball. And the incident in April was just the final
1: straw. I'll be dark. Well, dodgeball, I'm sure, is going to be phased out of many of the... Oh, uh, it
0: can't do that anymore. Many
1: uh, of the... Uh, I never was a dodgeball player, oh, so I really I don't have it. a horse loved, in the race. So loved, yeah. loved, I, I love dodgeball. I'm I, I I
3: I, I usually one of the first people out. <laughs> How do <laughs> you get out checked. if you get hit? Yeah, yeah. If you don't, yeah. you can then catch it, though. Yeah, if you catch it, then, you then you're that not person out. that threw it is out. I had no shot at catching it. He <laughs> just got hit
1: in the head. You know, the next time you're involved in <laughs> some <laughs> uh, charitable organization, uh, don't think you got roped into something. Use it as an experience to turn it into something grand, whether it's your church, your community organization, scouting group, uh, some golf outing, youth sports. Let your mind run wild. There's, a, there's many, many ways uh, to conduct a silent auction. And if you're going to be satisfied with a, a gift card to a restaurant or a free golf lesson, you're missing the boat. Go to big-time sports auctions. Matt Burke uses big-time sports mm-hmm. auctions at all of his events. Uh, Just uh, imagine an assembly of 10 to 15 framed prints of Minnesota's favorite sports figures. You can with Big Time Sports Auctions, and best of all, it doesn't cost your organization any money up front. Big Time Sports Auctions takes a percentage of what the items sell for, and your group keeps the rest. Call Steve at Big Time Sports Auctions, 612-718-3629. He'll take care of you. He'll customize a set of items for your event. He brings them out. He sets them up. He prepares the bid sheets. He collects the money if you want. How about the little Viking? We got a little Viking fever going they, here? They, they can do twins, Vikings, North, Star- North Stars. Yeah, i am dating can. myself. <laughs> I'm, so sure w- I'm sure you can do North Stars too. Wild, Timberwolves, whatever you go for sports. Beautiful stuff. And these prints are all authenticated on the back. They're Just, uh, just imagine those big portraits. They'd really, they'll really drive up the cost of uh, the bidding at your charitable event, and you'll uh, walk away making some money, and all you do is take credit for a great, great event. That's my style. Go to, <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> Go to BTS Auctions with an S, btsauctions.com. We'll be back with Johnny Height. Towsley Motorsports proudly
2: carries Polaris off road vehicles perfect for your next outdoor adventure. Towsley has the perfect Polaris model for you, whether it's an ATV or side-by-side. Polaris' hard-working, smooth-riding vehicles are perfect for the farm, trail, hunting, and virtually everything else. You'll enjoy the innovative comfort, durability, and handling you need to tackle tough terrains like high ground clearance, independent rear suspension, and my favorite, contoured seating. Stop into Towsley Motorsports, conveniently located in White Bear Lake in the corner of County E and Highway 61, and then get set up with an amazing off-road vehicle from Polaris. Warning, off-road vehicles can be hazardous to operate and are not intended for on-road use. Polaris adult models are for riders 16 and older. Always wear a helmet and be sure to take a safety training course. Towsley Motorsports, selling fun since 1971.
1: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. And when so I do, Suchere. when I do, it's an Ace Hardware store. That's right, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware store. Rah! I need a new lawnmower. I think.
3: Now, I, I'll tell you what you go to Ace for. Uh, clean your grill. It's time to clean your grill. You've been using it for months and months, and they've got all the accessories to clean your grill at Ace.
1: I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask again. Probably going to reveal something about myself. Oh. Mm. Are there outfits you can call to come to your house and clean your grill?
3: Yes. GabrielMakalski.com <laughs> <laughs> He is available. Oh, is and, you he know, good at
0: it? He's got a good price, too, doesn't is he? He's got a very good price. Is he good? Yeah. Has he done it? No. But oh, well, I, right. I just invented a
3: uh, Yeah, invented I don't know if there's a business, a business but it's, it's really not a difficult thing.
1: It's time-consuming. You know, and it's no. it's hard. No. It's, it's that's hard. All you do is just sit, the, sit the in your garage. garage. No, no, no. Don't I, let <laughs> baby out. No, on I'm, the reading the, I'm reading the Nickel Boys. I might buy ten copies and give them to various people. I, I want everybody to read it. It's right. that it's that powerful. I don't want to be sad. Well, oh, that's too bad. Here's John Height. You just don't I, want to have to read a book. Right. What are you talking about? Reavers? That's true. Ball Four is on my desk. I bought.
2: I loaned. Excuse me. Ball Four to him seven years ago. More than that. He hasn't it, read it. Yet. Is he
1: done with it? He hasn't read it. One day closer. Do you know how to read? <laughs> Somewhat. All right. It'll take you five minutes to clean your grill. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it doesn't take long, Joe. It's too hard. Here,
2: I'm going to text Fred.
0: Yep. Before, what, what should Joe do?
1: No, I don't want to know. Just I want to hear John's
2: news. Uh, bef- no. Before I get to news, I found this very interesting. There's a really good interview on The Ringer. I'm not familiar with The Ringer. Is that a, yes. a, a website? For, sure. Sure. The ringer.com with randy newman who's popping up again because toy story 4 is out his songs are in there again mm. and he's also on chance the rapper's new cd i haven't heard that but I'm, I'm sure it's fine but here's what i found interesting about the interview well the whole interview is interesting but this fella says last thing i want to ask you about is baseball you listen to baseball podcasts when did you start doing that a few years ago i don't know how many but i love baseball as a kid and i love the statistics part I read them even in the Almanac before they were anywhere else, I think. I always wondered why people didn't value walks more. And then he goes, blah, blah, blah. But then he says, my favorite player is Byron Buxton. Really? It's been a rough few years for Byron. I was waiting for him to live up to what everyone said about him, and I still am. And he sort of is now. He's getting all those doubles. He's got a lot of doubles for the amount of at-bats he has. But what happened? What's the matter with him? I know there's all these injuries, but then he talks about how good defense he plays.
1: Isn't he the player of the year for the Twins in terms of most improved? Most improved, probably. Yeah. 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 If he could stay healthier for a little longer you mm-hmm. know, he misses
2: those two, three weeks at a time sometimes. I'll so.
3: just go get a relief pitcher! Uh, Are we close?
0: What is the trade deadline? Uh, it's three in two hours and 45. Yeah. No, one hour and 45 minutes. And the
1: Twins haven't done anything yet? Well, uh, they got that kid from uh, Miami who came in last night and threw Romo, the eighth Romo, inning. Romo, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I wouldn't know. I've been paying very close attention to the broadcast right, today. Yeah,
2: yeah. Really? Because I've had MLB trade rumors open. <laughs> Me
3: too. Oh. Is there, what's the deal with the waiver? Isn't there a new rule this year? No, there's, there's, no, no,
2: there's no waiver trade this year. So okay. this
3: is the hard
0: deadline yeah. for okay, everybody. Boom, Other right.
2: seasons you could sneak somebody by after the deadline. This year you can't. There's Last no night was the it.
1: first time in seems like weeks that Cleveland lost when the Twins won. Right. Yeah. Three games.
2: Actually, it was the second day in a row. <laughs>
1: Well, no, it wouldn't have been because then it, they would have no, they, they Sunday. Would, well, then they would have been four up. Cleveland,
2: no, Cleveland was one game behind two days ago.
0: Remember, Cleveland lost well, when Bauer right. threw the Trevor ball
2: over the field. yeah, And, and
1: then
2: Trevor, it got traded. Trevor, Trevor Never Bauer mind. Traded Never anybody mind. see the brawl last night? The I saw a
1: video of it. It looked like uh, fairly
2: serious. One guy took on the whole Pittsburgh Pirate dugout. Basically, mm-hmm. was the that Garrett? Amir yeah, Garrett. Garrett? Yeah,
0: Garrett. Yeah, he'd be a hockey player. Yeah,
2: maybe. Hey, Bellows. <laughs> and in that Bauer trade we talked about, uh, they got, uh, um, you know, <laughs> Yasiel Puig. Did they trade and Bauer
1: because he threw the ball over the fence?
2: I don't think that helped his case. Yeah. But
0: he's pretty good. He is a good pitcher, but they got a a ton they in a return hole. for him.
2: No. They did get Yasiel Puig. And, Who'd he go to? Uh, he went to Cleveland. Since, oh, Cincinnati. Trevor Barr went to Cincinnati. Went to
1: Cincinnati. Cincinnati got a prayer this year? Not no, I really that was know. probably those a move for next Seven guys. out, I don't think they're going to catch
2: anybody. But Puig had just been traded before that big brawl and ended up causing all kinds of business during the <laughs> brawl. So, uh, when you get your license tabs in Hennepin County, you'll be paying a little more. The Hennepin County Board on Tuesday raising the county's annual wheelage tax from ten to twenty dollars to fund road and bridge repairs. The vote. What are you doing with the two? money you collect, you salon right. dwellers?
3: Where's it going now,
2: Braz? The increased tax will raise $10 million annually, still short of the $25 million that public works officials told the board it needs for long-term upkeep of the county's transportation assets. The board was presented with other, other funding options, like raising property taxes, using revenue from transportation sales tax, or issuing a bond. The wheelage tax has been $10 since 2014. The legislature last year allowed counties to raise it to $20. Fridley police are asking for the public's help identifying a man suspected of trying to abduct a 70-year-old girl in a residential area. Officers are responding to a call of an attempted child abduction on the 7300 block of Taylor Street Northeast just before 1 in the afternoon this past Friday.
1: Too bad the kid wasn't packing.
2: <laughs> the girl reported a man pulled her into his vehicle, but she managed to break away and flee on foot. Surveillance video released Tuesday depicts the unknown suspect driving a two-door red Acura RSX. Authorities are hoping the community can help identify the owner. If you have info, you should call the Anoka County Sheriff's <laughs> Office. A Delta Airlines pilot arrested Tuesday morning for being intoxicated. Ooh,
3: I didn't know I could fly a plane. Right? What's up, Foster Brooks?
2: What was,
1: was the Denzel Washington movie where he was the drunk pilot that flew the, landed the plane upside down? Um,
3: oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Not snakes on a plane. That was Samuel
2: L. Oh, Jackson. Sounds very, very similar. I'm they honored. found
1: a bottle right in the plane,
2: didn't they? A Delta spokesperson said the pilot identified as 37-year-old Gabriel Schroeder was Flight. arrested. Flight? It was just called Flight. Right.
0: 2012. Yeah,
2: Was arrested shortly after 11 in the morning. He was originally supposed to fly to San Diego from here in the Twin Cities. Before he went through security in Minneapolis, he noticed TSA officers conducting additional screenings. So he turned around and got out of the security line. Officers reported that to the Minneapolis Airport Police. They conducted two sobriety checks. One found Schroeder was under the influence of alcohol, and the results from the second are still pending. According to the airport spokesperson, officers found Schroeder was also in possession of an alcoholic container. Spokesperson said it was a bottle. Others working suspected Schroeder was intoxicated as they could smell the What's alcohol. What's the legal oh, limit for a pilot? Yeah. Is it the, It's not the same as No, in it's the, low.
1: Isn't it .02 or something? No, plus, it's 24 hours bottle to throttle. Right. Yeah. yeah
2: A recent Southwest Airlines flight from Nashville to Philadelphia began on an odd note when a passenger spotted a flight attendant inside the plane's overhead compartment. According to a short video taken by passenger Veronica Lloyd, who was heading back home to Pennsylvania, the attendant can be seen. (laughs) What you
0: doing up there? Yeah, hey.
2: Can be seen resting on her side and stomach with her feet hanging out the compartment. Why not? While passengers are boarding, the airline employee rolls over on her stomach and seems to start talking, although the video at that point cuts off. Lloyd told Fox News she was perplexed by the woman's actions and notes she was in the overhead for a solid 10 minutes. Uh, Lloyd said, I think wow. she was trying to do it to be funny. and make Pretty the soon passengers we'll be pass.
1: hanging on the straps, standing up in a plane yeah. like in a subway car.
2: Uh, Southwest uh, would only say in a statement its employees are known for their sense of humor. <laughs> Look at her up there. South Korea's military said North Korea conducted yet another weapons test. I thought we had a
1: good relationship with this fruitcake.
2: Second in less than a week, firing two short-range ballistic missiles Wednesday off its east coast. in a move observers say could be aimed at boosting pressure on the United States as the rivals struggle to set up fresh nuclear talks. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said in the statement the missiles were launched from Wansan, a city the North pushes as its vacation destination, but that it also uses as a regular launch site. This test, which would be another violation of the U.N. Security Council resolution, comes as the county's negotiations—country, uh, excuse me—country's negotiations with the U.S. are at a stalemate, and as Pyongyang is expressing anger over planned U.S.-South Korean military drills. Lisa Marie Presley says she will uh, open up about two of the most significant men in her life: two very famous men, of course, Elvis Presley, her dad, and Michael Jackson, who she was married to. She has now sold a memoir to Gallery Books for between 3 and $4 million. Why uh, did she wait so long? I wouldn't
1: read that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Why would I, I, I waste I'm, my time?
2: Right.
0: But this would have been something of interest 10 years ago right. after Michael more so, died.
2: More so, yeah. A uh, source uh, said uh, uh, the exact nature of what's in there is not known. Uh, Lisa Marie, Marie, who also counts Danny Keough, Nicholas Cage, Michael Lockwood, among her ex-husbands, will uh, be talking about them also. She previously has opened up about Michael Jackson's drug use and lifestyle. Uh, she admitted it was filled with sycophants, admitting both playing a role in the demise of their brief marriage, the drugs and the sycophants. Lisa Marie, who's reportedly two years sober after struggling with a devastating drug addiction amid a divorce and custody battle, now uh, who now has 10, or, or, I'm sorry, her son is now 10, has also defended Michael Jackson against claims uh, that he did molest any children.
1: Was there ever a period when Michael Jackson toured regularly and was it was a real blockbuster? Yeah, oh, yeah. he did. A, yeah. yeah. Thriller? Yeah,
2: in the 80s. Mhm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Thriller was huge.
2: Yeah. He he did. Definitely yes.
3: Uh he was quite a performer. I think I saw two of his concerts live? Yeah. Oh, I never did. You and went to two concerts? Yeah. Oh, he, and he was very wow. uh it was it was fun, festive and man could he just did you uh He had the crowd and he chatted with the crowd? Go ahead.
0: Did you put on the white glove and do the old
3: I, st- the no, I had the top and hat. I just had the top hat. Yeah. I saw so Prince
0: Live once and I'm glad I did. Yeah, I did yeah, see. Yeah. yeah. I lived a mile from Paisley Park and never once saw him and still regret it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah you well, saw I don't him, think though. he hung out at the park a lot. He performed there a ton. We like, saw yeah, him once stuff, though.
3: Yeah. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah there's a true. ball game today? He
0: was driving by our ballpark and asked if there was a game. <laughs> he was on his bicycle with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah? He went, the e-bike.
2: park we played at was right behind Paisley Park.
3: It was an e bike he got at E. I believe think think did. Did.
2: Yeah. did. Probably. He's a big fan. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, the full story in that one, uh, Joe, you mentioned earlier. A drunk man in India exacted revenge on a snake that bit him by biting it back and chewing it into pieces. The man is Raj Kumar. He was at home with a drink Sunday. When a snake slithered into his house in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh and uh-huh. bit him. The man's father said that his son was drunk at the time when he bit the reptile. Kumar is hospitalized. Uh, he, he is in, uh, according to this, serious condition, even though this was not a poisonous snake. Uh, his doctor said, this is definitely weird. I've seen people coming in with snake bites, but never somebody who bit a snake and then brought it with him in a bag. Normal. <laughs> not normal. Not normal. <laughs> Kumar was bitten by a non-venomous rat snake. The snake was cremated, according to local media. Harold Prince, a Broadway director and producer who pushed the boundaries of musical theater with such groundbreaking shows as The Phantom of the Opera, Cabaret, Company, and Sweeney Todd, has died. He was 91 years old. He won 21 Tony Awards in his lifetime. He was known for his fluid, cinematic director's touch, was unpredictable and uncompromising in his choice of stage material. Along the way, he helped create some of Broadway's most enduring musical hits. Uh, shows like The Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, West Side Story, a Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, and Fiddler on the Roof. Ah!
1: Which you saw last night.
2: I saw that last night. I highly recommend it. He later became a director, overseeing such landmark musicals as Cabaret, Company, Follies, Sweeney Todd, Evita, and The Phantom of the Opera. What happened to him? He died. I see. He died. He was 91, though. Oh, so that, he, he had a good long. He had run a good run. run. To a he had Phantom a good run. Phantom was, uh, you know, I wasn't real thrilled with Phantom. I I didn't see Phantom. I guess. Sorry. Sorry. Right. On Friday, uh, last week, the St. Johns County Sheriff's Office in Florida arrested Saint Augustine resident Kyle Walker, 19, after he allegedly pulled a victim uh, pulled a gun on a victim at McDonald's. The victim told the officer she was approached by Walker. He asked her if she would try a hit of his vape pen. After the victim refused, Walker said. Are you serious, bro? According to the police report. Then Walker lifted up his shirt and showed the victim a gun. Walker pulled the gun out of his pants and began asking, What's up now? What's up now? <laughs> the victim told police she was in fear of her life. short time later, he was found by police behind the Lewis Point Plaza near the incident uh, where the incident occurred. Police took him back to McDonald's where the victim in surveillance confirmed the crime. He's been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. And in Kent... United Kingdom, police caught a 32-year-old driver doing 90 miles an hour and tailgating another car with a dog on his lap.
3: You're having a laugh.
2: Yeah. Kent police tweeted a photo of the pooch waiting on the dash of the VW minivan for them to finish writing its owner up, saying you'd have to be completely barking to let your dog sit on your lap when driving on the M20, but to do it at 90 miles an hour whilst tailgating other motorists, trying to hound them... (laughs) Out of your way, is get just it? I think I get. It. Ah,
1: <laughs> It's a wacky, it. wacky English. Ah, police. Did we get Tweets. an email today from a guy who wanted to make a Grunhoffer's run for us? Rookie uh, certainly did. Rookie did.
3: Uh, it well, I'll tell you what his name was. Oh, you we
1: know, that, that. You're kind, yellers. We can. We got our own uh, means of running up the the grunt. So he at the was, north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Johnny Greg. was just there last week but it didn't was. tell us. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Greg so, offered, sorry. but I said, uh, no takers today. Thank you for the very generous offer. i got to get up there. I'm, I'm due for a you run. Know what? I'm grilling tonight, and I don't have anything. Are from you, are you making a run today? No, I'm not. I can't make it you up wanna, there. But You want
2: to stop at my house? i got some stuff. I'm grilling tonight. <sighs> I, I really I borrow a
3: couple
1: burgers. Yeah. You know, I guess I'd loan them to you, wouldn't I? You don't loan somebody a brat or a no, burger. You don't You just give it if to there's, them.
3: Right? If they are as good as Grunhoffer's, you may. Well, it's a meat bazaar. A bazaar is a good uh,
1: yeah. glass case after glass case full of some of the yeah. greatest brats you'll ever grill in your life. Yes, chicken brats, beef yeah. brats, pork brats. Those are lean pork brats. Don't mm-hmm. dare boil them. I'm grill them right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bacon cheddar. That's my. Fa- that remains my favorite. I have only tried five, but uh, bacon cheddar is my favorite. Some of the garlic favorite. ones. Some of the garlic ones. Garlic, that he's garlic, and I love each other, but don't get along. He doesn't huh. overdo it, though. Yeah. He's always
3: inventing something new though. Uh, this
1: is a, it's like a party.
0: What was like the one that party. what was
1: the one the emailer advised yesterday the was it a
0: cranberry and wild rice cranberry, yeah. Wild, yeah, rice. Okay, summer summer cranberry wild rice
1: summer sausage. Summer sausage cranberry that. and wild rice summer sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be on my That's list when I make a run. I did
3: not had lunch today so let's go. Keep it's going.
1: become a gathering spot for GLers. Yeah. I mean you go there on a summer Saturday. The parking lot's full of GLers. They might come on their bikes or uh, motorcycles.
3: Hey, where are you from? Yeah. Sign
0: up here. It's
1: fantastic. Are they tailgating outside? Uh, uh, Spencer wouldn't mind. No. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, also jerky. You guys are big jerky fans.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they have really good
1: sweet heat jerky. Cheeses and... uh, not not it. not cheeses as, as in our our uh, deity cheeses right. like cheese
3: <laughs> cheese and rice yeah sake. they
1: got it's it's unbelievable and it's uh, and <laughs> uh, the uh, success has been proving that point as uh, Spencer's working overtime.
3: Don't wait for Easter. Order a double smoked ham today. You did have car. it on Sunday dinner. Now don't cook it. I'm not like Kenny. He
1: must have a department that dreams up names for brats. The way the automobile dealers yeah. have to come up with new names for cars. I think so. You know. Tropical punch, Kool Aid, Tuscan vodka, whiskey, peppercorn, Ooh, huh? That'd be good. Sweet Jamaican, wild Kool-Aid rice, one. and cheddar.
3: Kool Aid one, uh, I you'd have to. I really should try. So because at at first taste, I would think no. But he does it in such a great way that you end up saying yes.
1: Mushroom Swiss. I'm not a mushroom guy. Oh, I'm a mushroom guy. But yeah. Swiss, yeah. Grunhofer's Old Meats.com. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market is at the north. Uh, end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. Don't pass up the chicken broths either. I brats. I brought some jalapeno and oh. a hot j- pepper, oh.
2: hot pep- oh. pepper jack. It does cheese. sound great. Oh god! I'm wonderful.
0: sorry. I'm just. Re- Are you done with your Grunhopper? Sure. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, remembering this right now. I learned something about you yesterday. Okay. Uh, the boys down the hall must have been on commercial. I was listening to Barrero. And he and Louie were making fun of you because apparently they were oh. talking about the Wild GM getting fired. Right, And Louie invited you to come skate with the boys. Was it Louie? He said we we had some media guys show up to skate with the with it was the more than
1: skate. I tried
0: out for the damn team. Well, that's what he was saying. He yeah. goes, we put him through this, that, and the yeah. other thing. And he said, I'll never write a critical word about a hockey player again. Right. <laughs> that's what they said about you right. on the show. So you tried out for
1: the stars? Well. He went through the motions for I, a column? I mean, it was, it was a, it was uh who was the famous author that tried out for the line? George, it was, George it was a George Plimpton thing. Okay, I, gotcha. But I was out there running through the drills and the whole deal and obviously was uh, uh, way above my, way below my pay grade. Gotcha. Or way above my pay grade. I so did it, not know it, that. It was you. a way to get a good story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How long ago was that? Probably 1980 or 81. Okay. Did you see, I retweeted Royce's uh, tweet yes. where somebody yeah. said, what's Louie and Annie up to these days? And Royce tweeted back instantly, ah, I spilled about 50 million minimum. <laughs> 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 That's cool. How did I come up with Louie and Danny? Well, that, uh,
0: they, were talking about, they were talking about Fenton getting fired, oh. which then led to Louie go down the path of, talking about firing a coach or whatever. And then he said, well, we'd have media members even show up. And then he mentioned you, that you had – that you had skated with the team. Oh, well,
1: we had the thush out there, but he wasn't really not that good of it. So that's how you came up. Okay. Yeah. That was fun, man. Oh, that was fun. Was it a one-day deal? Yeah, I, I don't think I was going to get invited back. Well, I didn't know if it was a camp, <laughs> was or, a camp. camp yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was a so. training camp. Okay. So I went through a day of training camp. Hey, Bellows, did yeah, they give you their they, needle? They gave me the, I, Somebody somebody upstairs must have been looking out for me because I, I think there was a don't hit them rule. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Be go easy on Yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> But okay. I was
1: flying around with him. It
0: was fun. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. Well,
3: like you told Bernard, you're a little wiry, you know. You yeah, have, why never are you? know. Yeah.
1: Couldn't do it now. The old knees wouldn't let me. Yeah. yeah. Kenny will skate backwards and race you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: When are you guys going to have your I big, face-off? I can skate
1: backwards faster than Kenny can drive a truck forward. So don't <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> okay. But okay. I, I can't do it now. No. You got the bad knee. Not unless I want to go in and get new knees and right. I don't want to. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> hey, uh, GL's going to take a little two day hiatus, huh? Well, we'll have best of material. There'll be, for ma- there'll be a and podcast Friday. for you to listen to. Oh, yep, yeah, man, don't worry about yeah. that. And then we we'll be that. back uh, Monday for uh, podcast 204.
3: 204. Meanwhile, go to garagelogic.com. Joe talked about some books. You can always check out what the latest on his uh, nightstand is at Author's Corner.
1: Check out well, right co- now it's The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. I can't recommend it highly enough. N I C K E L for The Nickel
3: Boys. Check that out on garagelogic.com if you'd like to be a sponsor to the podcast we would love to chit chat with you we've got very loyal listeners that like to patronize our advertisers get in touch gl joe at garage logic.com or rookie at garage logic.com we'll put you in touch with the right people garage logic podcast version we'll catch you next time thanks for, for listening